The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it. Fridays here. It's Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and you. As uh, we gear up for a portal weekend, numbers to get in at 489-1240, 489-1240, or 800-825-5865. can find the show, do so on StreamYard with the YouTube channel, Hale Varsity YouTube. Subscribe to that. You can also watch on the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed, KFOR Facebook and Twitter, and you hear us across the Hale Varsity Radio Network. How did some of the visits go? We'll tell you here in a little bit. A big opportunity for Nebraska basketball to keep momentum going tomorrow at Wisconsin. We'll check in with Jacob Padilla from Hale Varsity and Heard at Sports here in about 15 minutes. Bill Dolman, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, the professor at 5 o'clock tonight. And then we'll just call him Miami Mitch. Uncle Mitch uh, is uh, a dear friend of the show and uh, a dear friend of the family. And he is a, uh, a Denver resident that is a Dolphin uh, big-time Dolphins fan. He may even have a snowflake, the dolphin mascot stuffed animal he sleeps with. Don't know. Speculating. But the point is, is he hopped a jet, and he is going to be uh, front and center uh, Sunday for the Dolphins-Bills playoff, well, play-in, play-off, AFC East championship game. Uh, Sunday night. So we're going to head down to Miami. Elijah, is that all right? I couldn't get you and I down there with Uncle Mitch, but he'll be uh, at an Airbnb or or hopefully on South Beach uh, when he does do this live video slash radio interview with us at 525. It's a Florida hour, too, because Bill Dolman's also down in the pan. Is in Florida. (laughs) It is. You got Uncle Mitch in Miami. Where's Clausburn? Uh-huh. I do. I'm not sure if we have Clausburn in today, but we need to get him to Florida ASAP if he is going to be in the show. He is banned from Florida. Clausburn <laughs> <laughs> and speedboats. Yeah, they, they we, scoop we, him up uh, in we, the we, ocean we, one too many times. <laughs> yeah, those aren't mine. <laughs> those aren't mine. I don't know what's floating around me. Um, so maybe we'll have Clausburn. Maybe we'll have Connor Clark. Uh, we're we're wondering what his availability is. So he might be with us in hour two, fair to say. Yeah. Some TBAs and uh, maybe or maybe not Clausburn. We'll have a Friday forecast for you. Time to do roll call and shout outs. Juan Camacho is in first. And uh, this is a shout out to the weekend show. With uh, Cranach, and I texted Cranach the news this afternoon when when we saw it on three breaking it with uh, Tulia Tagalavoa. I still can't get that damn name right. Talia Tagavailoa. Tagavailoa, and I and I practiced it in the mirror like for five (laughs) minutes before I even jumped on the show. Uh, Tulia, the uh, standout quarterback. 
from Maryland. Why, why, why get either right? Little Tua. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a damn professional. I Trust me. Uh, little Tua is in the portal, which is great for a lot of programs, assuming he, uh, he gets a fifth year of eligibility. Uh, that that is uh, a problem. This would be his third program from Bama to Maryland, from Maryland to where? So, uh, little Tua is in the portal. Cranach called this six weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, noted college football insider Mark Cranach called that. Uh, right, Sometimes right weekend Christmas journalist. Break. Right before Christmas, <laughs> I got to figure out what ins he's got with the Tagovailoa family. How they? How do you get that first? I don't know, but but we'll we'll discuss it. The, the would you part if you're Nebraska. And I know you've got Dylan. I know you've got two really good freshman quarterbacks that you're going to work with and grow and, and grind with, and you're going to get them ready to, to play meaningful football, perhaps at a really young age in this Nebraska football program. But as much as Matt Rule talked about little Tua, Maryland week, he loves the style of quarterback little Tua is. And and he's awesome. And you saw him put a drive together. You saw him put uh, some big plays together. Maryland's never lacked any skill talent with Mike Loxley. Maryland's back seven defensively pretty routinely has a guy or two go in the NFL draft. In the Chesapeake regions, of just a phenomenal recruiting area. Ask James Franklin. But you know what, if he gets eligible uh, and he's interested, you have the Hawaiian connection with the Riolas and the uh, Tagalovoas. Why not? Why not reach out and just see, right? You get a one-year guy if he's a difference maker. Does he fall into that category for you, Elijah? Little Tua does for me. Mm-hmm. In, but, again, uh, maybe that's just me blowing smoke. Uh, my eyes bigger than my stomach if I'm putting my Nebraska fan hat on. Well, the, the two questions that you have to ask is is something we've talked about plenty in the portal. Two reasons guys go into the portal, usually it's a mix of both. Looking for a better opportunity at getting NFL film, getting looks like that, and a better monetary situation. Can Nebraska offer little Tua, Talia, a better opportunity at making it to the NFL? With the offense they want to run, I, I don't really think so. I think he's got a pretty good situation at Maryland. So then you look at the money factor. That's probably what I'm looking at here. Can Nebraska go compete with the other who's who names in college football that are looking still for a big-time quarterback, quarterback to come in and take the reins? We're talking schools like, I mean, I don't think USC has their quarterback yet. Can Nebraska they, win? They, and- had a great, they had a great audition with the kid that played in the bowl game. All five you know, reps he had uh, before getting a week and a half of football ready. But no, I don't think USC uh, is is set or settled. You, you know that you have Caleb Williams moving on. But hey, if you're Nebraska and, and little Tua reaches out or inquires, why not? Why not listen at least? I, I, continuing I th- the role... I was saying, I think, I think it's here. wishful thinking, though, a little bit with Absolutely Talia. Absolutely wishful thinking. Not only does Nebraska not really provide a better look at the NFL, I, I don't know what Nebraska's NIL. Maybe they did great with that, that donation drive before signing day with, with 1890. They ended up with more money than they thought. But 
I don't think that Nebraska is going to come in here and levy a big offer. Maybe I'm wrong, but a, a big offer for a one-year rental quarterback while you wait for your five-star number one quarterback in the country. I think, as Gary Sharp said on our Saturday morning show a couple weeks ago, he got to figure out whether he's got it or he doesn't, a, a kid in Dylan. I don't think sitting him on the bench for a year and spending a whole bunch of money on a guy like, like Talia is going to help you that much. It doesn't make that much sense to me from the outside, but it's something to monitor. Well, but I go back to the the Hawaiian connection, the Polynesian influence, the 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 ability to mentor or learn. And, and I'm not saying Dylan can't come in and win the job and isn't a better than than average option for Nebraska or or where they go at quarterback. I'm saying if you have a chance to go get. Talia, and, and he's interested in Nebraska. Again, you're right. You give you go for money or a better opportunity. Um, that's nice. Alan Alan Keys nails it. He's in the stream with us here. Uh, Miami makes sense. Brothers close by, and the U is desperate. And and we know that, that they that's, have that's that's not a bad resources. take. <laughs> yeah, they they have great nil resources uh, on the front end. Do they uh, end up being uh, reality at at the end of the season? Finishing up with roll call, Matthew comes in at second. Chopper in at third. Eric says, happy Friday. Chris and Elijah in at number uh, four. And then uh, Mike checks in and says, (laughs) uh, ping, um, in at number five and, and we're starting to get more and more folks here in the stream you're in the top five you're part of roll call we'll name our starting five uh brennan who was first in back-to-back days uh from the black hills says number nine but number one in your hearts we love you brennan to the phones we go elijah's like quit talking and take a phone call we'll do that who's with us f-bomb brian F-bomb Brian. He How promised, are you, sir? He promised no F-bomb. Oh, not today. bad. Jeez, Chris, stop talking so I can talk. Eh? No, I know. It's all you. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, happy Friday, guys. Uh, yeah, man. Unless all parties are on the same page as far as Dylan, Matt Rule, and Little Tua, unless they all come to an understanding that, that if this is all going to work out, we want to kind of help you, Dylan, blah, blah, blah. It's a dumb idea to bring him in if, if nobody's on board. Or if oh, not all parties actually, are on board. Well, it, you know what? It, first and foremost, that is, it, it's a Matt Rule call. It's a Matt Rule decision. And he's Absolutely. been very... He paid the big bucks. Very, yeah, so, he's been very well, upfront. He's been very upfront about when and if he's not been interested in taking a one-year guy unless they're a difference maker. I would think little two is in that category. I would have put McCord, Honda McCord, above Little Tua. Really? In the town. Oh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't agree I, with I, that. I think I think Little I think Little Tua had a little less to work with around him than, That's than true. McCord. That's, That's my true. only reason. Yeah, okay, you got me there. That's my I only reasoning. I yeah, Honda McCord, man, he just is. He made some dumb decisions. He made some nice plays though, too. I mean, he did, but he, he his arm kind of reminded me of Adrian Martinez a little bit. 
And is that a compliment or a no? That's a total guess. Like Adrian, he would overthrow guys all the time, and it drive me nuts, man. Well, I will say this about Adrian, uh, and Adrian was but no pressured forty percent of his dropbacks. If I do the math correctly, (laughs) yeah, that's true. You know, I'll, I'll sit in my armchair and throw the passes myself. No, you're good. Uh, good well, you. no, I <laughs> solid points about needing to be on the same page, and yeah, that would that would ruffle feathers potentially. And rules gonna gonna look at it. Uh, and, and listen, we're just talking out loud. Bored, there's right? no there's no it's, evidence it's that season. Nebraska's well even even part of this decision. The, 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 and let's be straight, guys. He's got to get eligible. He's got to get a waiver to find a third team in five years. Is Dylan coming in in January? Like oh, going yes. to school yeah. in January? Yep, yep, he is. Oh, okay. I'll just say the way I see it, maybe to put a bow on this conversation, is from Nebraska's point of view, I think it makes a hell of a lot more sense than from Talia's point of view. Look at like oh, yeah, Talia sure. would be going from a place with less competition to more competition. I think Ryle is a guy that I don't care how many years of college experience you have. He's the number one quarterback in the country. Do you really want to go compete with him whenever you have? the same if not better NIL opportunities at, at Miami close to your brother a spot where you're pretty much guaranteed the starting spot I don't think it makes sense for him to come to Nebraska I, I think interest on Nebraska's end would make sense sure depending on the price mm-hmm. I, I think it makes sense to bring in a guy like that as a, a one-year guy to let let Dylan get some seasoning on him in a backup role but I don't think it makes any sense from Talia's Here, here's the other thing too and Brian thanks for the phone call brother appreciate you listening yep, I'm gonna go hunt some deer see you guys later Get get us get get Bambi for us. That'd be awesome. Here's your quarterback draft class, right? Because Tua should could any other year. I think he'd be a top five quarterback, and he may be in your mind if you like his game. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Cam Ward, Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, Penix. This isn't my order of who I'd pick. This is names that are going to the NFL. Shadour Sanders, likely. Quinn Ewers, likely. J.J. McCarthy. I mean, I know everybody in the world seems to need a quarterback. And some guys may go higher than others. Some guys guys may drop because of this class. But, Elijah, that's a ton of arm talent for the NFL draft here in 2024. And if you're little Tua, where do you slot right there? You're not the tallest guy. Your brother's killing it. But you've not had the same college career that your brother has. Mm -hmm. I wonder what would have happened if little Tua stayed at Alabama. But he followed his offensive coordinator, Loxley, to Maryland. And uh, they went 7-5 and the last two to three years. They did look great in the bowl game, though, this year. I don't know if he's – from what I saw at the end of the year from Milrow, I don't know if he's better than Milrow. No, Milrow made some incredible plays. Uh, and showed his ability to play shortstop. What is happening with the portal? Uh, well, there's some good news to tell you about uh, with Isaiah Nayer. No official announcement. Where does Jamal Banks stand uh, with his visit in Lincoln? Uh, Stefan Thompson, Dante Dowdell. What is happening with Nebraska? And I'll say this. Uh, word got to us that... Um, uh, linebacker Alexander out of Idaho did not uh, make it in for the visit. Mm-hmm. So four of the five 
have made it in. What's the competition look like for Nebraska? We'll get there in a little bit. But uh, chew on that, uh, the little Tua factors. He's into the portal. Uh, Mark Cranach is going to also pick your winning lottery numbers tomorrow morning. <laughs> on the uh, the weekend number as we give him the, the fair shout-out. 489-1240 to get in. Can email chris at hailvarsity.com. Uh, we'll spend some time with Jacob Padilla, some basketball and prep thoughts from him. Uh, we'll pose the a little to a question to him as well if that's something you uh, you think about. If you're Nebraska Hail Varsity on a Friday, we're powered by Cornhead Lager. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Friday edition, Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We say hi to Jacob Padilla with Hale Varsity and Herd at Sports at Jacob Padilla underscore. As uh, we're talking portal moves for Nebraska, visit weekend, plenty of basketball going on. Jacob is with us. Jacob, how you been? Good holidays and all that it's been a while yeah uh ha- has been a while i've been uh had a nice uh few days off there over the holiday break and it's been uh pretty busy since then with just all the, the high school basketball going on obviously creighton uh trying to s- s- uh, pay attention to brass a little bit on the side as well so yeah busy last few weeks uh good to catch up with you guys well appreciate you doing so and, and let's get your take on the portal real quick is Nebraska's got visitors in uh, this weekend. We'll get to hoops in two seconds, but we're talking about uh, Talia, the talented quarterback from from Maryland that's in the portal, and we don't know if there's any mutual interest, if there's one-sided interest, if there's no interest. Uh, As we had a, a listener in the stream say, Miami, the U, if he can get that waiver for a, uh, a third-team transfer makes a ton of sense with his family and his brother down at Miami with the, the Dolphins. All that being said, uh, would you entertain it if you're Nebraska, if there was some mutual interest with with Talia uh, as uh, a quarterback option? Yeah, I, I just think it's kind of a uh, moot point at this. I, I don't think there is. I, I, at this point, you're good. With Don Raiola and any additions they make will, won't be quite as high profile as someone like Talia Tungavailoa, I think. So um, it's kind of fun to think about. I'm still got to figure out how to how he's going to get that extra year. Like, I, I know it was kind of a weird deal with uh, Alabama where brother got hurt. He went in for two plays or whatever it was. But, I mean, the rules are there for a reason. Like, the, the coaches, that's on the coaches there for not looking out for the player's best interests. So, like, I... Uh, if he gets it, great. I mean, it's better for a college sports to have uh, a, a player like him out there wherever he may end up. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of I, – I, at this point, I, I have no idea what to expect from any kind of waiver um, applications because I I thought at one point 
at one point I thought I kind of understood how it all worked uh, and kind of what the, <laughs> the kind of the qualifications were, the requirements. Uh, at this point, I have no idea. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens on that point. But I think I think Nebraska is going to be rolling with Dylan Raiola and maybe you, you add somebody else that can add, add some depth to the room, some some experience. But I don't think I think with the way things worked out uh, with them landing uh, uh, Raiola and with um, uh, 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 why, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, the Ohio State. Danny Bleepin' K. Yeah. 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 Uh, with uh, oh, Ohio State quarterback. McCord. Uh, thank you, McCord. I don't just completely show the. I'm I'm not in on football at this point at all. It's You're fine, brother. You're good. Out my head, but uh, just kind of with the way that all worked out, it kind of points towards Nebraska not adding too high profile, and they've got Raiola signed uh, signed already. So I, I think that's the way they're going in that quarterback room. Well, Jacob, let's let's reset a talking point from yesterday and zoom out then a little bit. If, if quarterback isn't a need for Nebraska, now I'm with you. I don't think Nebraska makes much sense from the Tonga-Vailoa camp. Makes some sense from Nebraska's point of view, but not all that much. What are Nebraska's transfer portal needs in your mind based on position? Uh, the, the the best players you can get, um, obviously. So like like a running like you you'd like you like to add to the running back room. Um, I think that that'd be a priority. But it's like it it's got. To, I think it's you're looking for like an impact player because I think you've got guys in that room already. Like okay, you you can get by with these guys. These guys can play. They can contribute. Like I don't know that it's a super priority to add like another guy like that. Like, I don't know how impactful that would be. Like, you're guarding yourself against injuries because you've got some guys in that room that you don't 100% know. Um, but, I, I mean, like, I don't – I think for it to be, like, the number one or whatever, like, it's got to be a dude that can come in here and kind of be the starter. Like, that – if you can get a guy like that, I think that that's very high on the list. Um, like, if you just go out and add depth to the room, then maybe that lowers on the list, I guess – that's the tough thing about kind of like the uh, like ranking. All right, with the the most important versus now it's ultimately it comes down to where can you get the best players. Um, so like if you can get a better wide receiver than you're finding luck with in the running back room, then obviously that that's the more impactful move. Like you, you'd like to add got legit uh, experienced guys at both those spots. Um, just based on what you have, the youth and uh, the injury concerns at, at those two positions. Um, so I guess you kind of lump those guys in at that point. Maybe maybe a linebacker, just kind of uh, w- with what you're losing there. But again, Bullock back, I-, I think, kind of lessens that, depending on how they feel about the young guys in the room. Um, th- and that's part of it, too. Like, you, you don't – there's a lot of guys that, that played last year for them, um, that played in spurts, that played their four games or whatever – where are those guys factoring in here? Are they going to be ready to be guys that they want to give more heavy snaps next year? Um, so like if like pass rusher, like you're pretty good at that. Like if you feel good about the young guys, there taking a leap in a year or two and all the guys that you mixing in there probably don't need to go out and prioritize somebody like that. So it's, it's kind of hard to answer from the outside looking in because a lot of it is how do the coaches feel about the guys they already have in the system and coming back next year. But I think running back and wide receiver, are the two, like, wherever you can get the the best talent at those spots in particular is where I'd be looking. 
Jacob Padilla is with us from Hale Varsity and Herd at Sports at Jacob Padilla underscore on Twitter. Jacob, to basketball we go and impressions for Nebraska uh, as you've kind of kept an eye on them. You've kept an eye on Creighton as Creighton uh, had a you know an impressive second half against Georgetown, fought really hard uh, against uh, Marquette. Uh, if we go back to, to, to last weekend. So Creighton trying to get some momentum picked up. A thought on the Big Red, though, and what's in front of them at Wisconsin. Yeah, it's it's a big game for Nebraska. I mean, at, at this point, uh, the the schedule is pretty, or the the record or the resume is pretty light. But they've taken bear, care of business outside of that that two game stretch um, there with with Creighton uh, and, and Minnesota, uh, twelve and two. Um, they it's been a long time since they've had a record this good. Um, so that's very encouraging. And now you got to start, uh, to kind of take the next step, take a step forward. Is, all right. You got to start punching up at the higher level teams like Indiana. It's a good win, but it was at home against a team that's struggling right now. Uh, I mean, they're only 93rd in Kempom. Uh, Michigan state was probably their best win, but as talented as they are, we also know that Michigan state has kind of been all over the map. They've had some real struggles <laughs> and then they bounce back and, do what they do to Baylor, but it just, it's kind of a tough team to figure out. But again, that was also at home. So Wisconsin uh, on the road, if they're able to get that, um, I mean, they're Kempom's got them as a nine point uh, dog in that one. Um, Like that would, I think, take the discussion uh, in a different direction. Like, okay, it's a good team. It's a solid team. They, for the most part, done what they've needed to do. Um, if they get a win like this, then you start like, oh, these guys might be for real. Um, so that's kind of what's uh, at stake this week. They're, they're not kind of you look at their, their profile and they're they're solid. They're good. They're not necessarily great in any one area on either side of the ball. They're just pretty, pretty good in a lot of areas. Um, so like that's like uh, the profile of someone that's going to w- win a lot of games, but maybe not be uh, in that top tier there. So. We'll see now. Um, can they go get a really good road win uh, to to put on the resume along with like Michigan State, Kansas State, Indiana? Those are solid, um, but I think Wisconsin at Wisconsin is a different type of game that we're looking at. Jacob, what would this team have to show you to make you think that this could be the team that finally gets Nebraska's first NCAA tournament victory. Is there anything that this team can show over the next, say, month or so that would lead you to believe, you know what, this is the team? Uh, well, go out and beat uh, a top 20 team. <laughs> um, like that's, like I said, Wisconsin right now is 13th in Kempom. Um, you go out and beat a team like them uh, in their place. Like if, if they don't get it done, like that doesn't necessarily like, oh, season's over. They, it was all uh, a sham or whatever, but um, it, it does tell you, it w- would tell you something about, okay, they've, their ceiling is maybe a little higher than we thought. Um, they, they've got a lot of different guys. Like they've uh, Rink Mast, um, Casey Tominaga, uh, Bryce Williams, Juwan Gary are all within like what, two points of each other, all like 12 and a half to, to 14 points a game. Um, it, it's, it's a well-balanced team offensively. Um, they've got to go show that, all right, um, we need a bucket, um, defensive pressure, has really picked up. Um, how, can we do that? Can we go get the tough buckets when we need them? Who is that guy that can do that? Um, is there somebody that's going to emerge as kind of the go-to option, or is it con- going to continue to be just kind of ride the hot hand? You never quite know who's going to have the 
the, the big game um, that that way. Uh, I think so. Kind of like all right, tough buckets, and then continuing to improve defensively, continuing to um, make sure that the rotations are on point, that they're uh, they're communicating well. They're do they're t- doing all the little things because they're they're not elite. Um, like personnel wise, like physically in terms of like, they don't have lockdown defenders throughout their lineup. It's gotta be a team uh, defensive scheme where they execute really well. So um, those are kind of some of the things that I'm looking at uh, there. Jacob thoughts on the prep landscape tonight and this weekend, a couple of minutes left here, this segment, uh, what do you got your eye on? Uh, Yeah, I just obviously just wrapped up with the Metro holiday tournament. Um, uh, The, the Gretna game winner last Saturday. It was special. One of the, uh, yeah, one of the coolest things uh, that I've ever been in person for. Um, just the way it played out um, for, for those seniors, especially down the stretch. You had three different seniors make huge plays to win that game when they um, that it was not going their way. They were able to turn it around. Um, and then Lane Pekorski obviously delivering the game winner and then pointing up at the sky with his teammates huddled around him, um, like honoring – Brad Feekin, that that's one of the coolest things uh, that I've seen, and that 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 that'll be hard to the to top. Um, but we're, we're back in a regular season play now. Um, saw a lot of Metro. The Central uh, Miller North boy girl doubleheader is probably the biggest um, kind of uh, point on the uh, on the schedule today. But I just watched a ton uh, of Metro, so I'm going to be at Scott Roncalli seeing a little Class B uh, basketball tonight. Um, so yeah, it should should be a fun one. Jake, I appreciate you much. Great work and coverage as always, bud. We'll check in next week, and, and thanks for a few minutes today. Yep, thanks for having me again, guys. Appreciate appreciate him. That's Jacob Padilla. Uh, what's the latest on Nebraska's visitors? We'll tell you on the way with Hale Varsity. Hale Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you, yeah. On Hale Varsity Radio. Back to you, it's Hale Varsity, a Friday edition. We're powered by Cornhead Logger, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Reminder to get the podcast. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play is where you can find the audio portion. Video always posted for you at the end of the night. Elijah Herbal does an amazing job with the uh, the tech side as well as on air and uh, can do that. The Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. And uh, give us feedback. Tell a buddy about uh, the show. Uh, we'd love to have word of mouth be a thing, and uh, it's all good. So 489-1240, numbers to get in, 800-825-5865, where you hear us across the Hale Varsity Radio Network is uh, easy to dial up. Uh, last thought, email chris at hailvarsity.com. Your friends at Dyer Law can take care of you when it comes to workers' comp. Are you confused about the options for your workers' compensation claim? Put your trust in the team at Dyer Law to help ensure that your rights are protected and you get a settlement you deserve. Call Dyer Law today at 402-393-7529 or visit Law. To chat with a trusted professional about your workers' compensation claim, Dyer.Law. So, tons of cold water on the uh, the Talia thought and uh, quarterback situation here. As if you 
make uh, an addition. Not that it's in play. We're just talking out loud about it, Elijah. Let's go to the here and now on what's going on with uh, the portal. And uh, Nebraska's visitors this weekend, as uh, you have Isaiah Nayor, the the standout that was at Wyoming and then got hurt down at Texas. So Nebraska's main competition uh, for Nayor has been Miami. And uh, you told me a little bit ago, doing your uh, research online, that Davon Hall tweeted out, what, a balloon and the shush it emoji? Was, it was a shush emoji and a red balloon, which would lead you to believe. He's got a secret related to Husker football. Timing-wise, uh-huh. I think we can assume probably a transfer portal wide receiver going to be in the boat. Mm-hmm. So there's no official announcement from Isaiah Nayor. Uh, that said... Uh, he had a visit scheduled for Miami. It doesn't sound like uh, that is happening. Mm. So do your own math on Isaiah Nayor. Jamal Banks, a uh, really good couple of seasons for Wake Forest. Also a 6'3.5", 6'4", wide out. Uh, Nebraska wrapped up their visit with him. Nebraska, uh, by all accounts, in good position. They are battling Michigan for uh, Jamal Banks. Michigan is... Not available right now. <laughs> they're, they're a little busy getting ready for the, the national championship. Uh, the visitor that did not make his way to Lincoln was the linebacker from Idaho, uh, Zayri Alexander. So uh, that did not happen. So two more names, Stefan Thompson for Syracuse. History, of course, with Tony White from the Orange. And then uh, Dante Dowdell. He's somebody that when we talked with Evan Bland earlier this week, Nebraska felt pretty good about, but both sides have to kind of get to know one another probably a little bit more. Limited carries, I think 13 carries for 90 yards for Dowdell at Oregon, one touchdown, but just a freshman uh, out of Mississippi. But I think he's an explosive back. His film just never disappoints. Either he's a big man hurtling, or he's a big man stiff-arming. Uh, and uh, his speed for his size at 6'2", two, two and a quarter, uh, around 4'5", and some change. So there is some giddy up there. And I love the uh, the prospect of adding a guy that was good enough to play and not redshirt at Oregon. Didn't play a ton, but you would have presumed that, that he's a guy that would have had plenty of carries in a no-doubt talented backfield at Oregon. Uh, you're up in the air right now with injury history and uh, really uh, a go-to behind Emmett Johnson, Elijah. So Dowdell's a, a must target for me. But if you can get both these other wide receivers, and Nayor sounds like it, it sounds pretty solid right now for Nebraska, that's uh, that's a good weekend right now. You know Dylan Riola is in town to help uh, facilitate and not just the high school ranks, that Riola Ripple we touched on when he committed and flipped, but also this class, next year's class, and even the portal. I mean, there's that Riola factor guys want to come play with, or there's a confidence in where Nebraska can go offensively with a quarterback of his caliber. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to get back to Dowdell here for a second, because I feel like with Naor smoke today, sounds like he may be in. The next place you go then is wide, or is a running back. If you have... Uh, Nayor is Banks 
a top priority for you still. I think he's still a guy you want, but I don't think he's still a top priority. You probably go to Dowdell. I've been trying to find... Do you have, from watching his film, I mean, 6'2", 215 pounds, do you have any sort of comparison to a Husker running back of old that you see in him? Because he's well-balanced. He's got good speed. He's not He's not breakaway speed. It's not a guy like... Uh, I don't know. Uh, Melvin Gordon. Uh, I know it's a Wisconsin running back, but right. he doesn't the, have the, the sprinter speed. Doesn't have yeah, the sprinter comp- speed. Doesn't have Jamal Charles speed, but he's balanced there. He's got enough speed. He's not Derrick Henry with his power. He's not going to go truck everybody on the field, but uh, defensive backs going to have a hard time bringing him down. He's got a good stiff arm. He, he's just really well balanced and all around. Can I can I say a few things uh, just from a running style? And I'm not calling him this guy. From a running style, does he say a little bit of Adrian Peterson? Can you see a little bit of that? From a style, yes. He's not, from, from he's a not, style. Even, not even close from a to style. Adrian Peterson, but from a <laughs> from style. From a yes. style. From a style standpoint, he's he runs a lot, or it reminds me of Adrian Peterson. Got but similar I think size, two, too. Very similar yeah, size. When I, th- when I think of backs, big backs at Nebraska, think of thumper backs at Nebraska. The two guys that I lean on, uh, Dan Alexander... Uh, Danimal, he was a monster at 250, and he was so fast. Dan Alexander, and I, I don't think Dowdell is in that Dan Ale- He's not as big, clearly. He's 20-plus pounds lighter than Dan Alexander, but he's the one big back I think of that had that extra gear, and if, if big old Danimal held on to the football, he could take it to the house and did. And a guy in that same era that passed away not long ago when I was uh, at Nebraska covering the Big Red uh, was Darren Diedrich. Those are the two big backs I think of, and and that's where my head goes. Now, um, Nebraska had two really talented backs from the state of Mississippi, Corral Buckhalter many years ago. Buck was really, really good. And then um, Brandon Jackson. Uh, that was kind of the the 1A, 1B with Marlon Lucky. And Jackson was a third-round pick for for Green Bay and had some good years there. So there's talent. Nebraska doesn't go to Mississippi often, even in the portal. But when they do, the kids have been pretty good. And I I think Brandon Smith here in the the chat, he spells it wrong, but a Zigbo, I think, is a a solid comparison for Dowdell. He's a little bigger, Dowdell. He's he's more Braylon Allen size, but he doesn't run like Braylon Allen. No. He hasn't played. He's he's six two, almost two twenty, and I think Braylon Allen's six two, two thirty. So body composition wise, yeah. But from a, a, a standpoint, what I've seen on film, he does kind of give me some shades of Divine Zigbar. I like that take. Yeah, that's that's good, Brandon. Thanks for the the checking in. You're able to uh, comment as much as you like on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Check that out. Uh, we'll wind down hour one. Hale Varsity continues, powered by Cornhead Logger. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time this hour, Bill Dolman coming up. We'll check in with Uncle Mitch or Miami Mitch as he's known. A Denver man, a season ticket holder for the Dolphins. We'll check in with him at his Airbnb and we'll also see if Uncle Mitch is on some uh, Talia Recon. Is he visiting the U? We'll see if Uncle Mitch is uh, uh, on location slash on assignment for us. He's truly down there uh, because he's a season ticket holder for the Miami Dolphins. He's there with his uh, mom and dad for the Bills and Dolphins. 
and we'll have to have Mitch tell you the story about how he became a season ticket holder for Miami in donkey land in denver i love doing this i've been pretty fortunate to have friends or family members that get to some pretty sweet sporting events so we're going to check in on location i know sunday night football's the 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 kickoff time for miami and and the bills but that's a ujfc east game i'm a marino dolphins guy so I'm, I'm not quite on this year's Miami bandwagon. I can't call myself a Dolphins fan. I, I do like Buffalo a lot. Our, our, our dear friend Jeremiah Searles, uh, former Bills, uh, stand out. So uh, we will check in with uh, Miami Mitch. Or, do you like Miami Mitch or Uncle Mitch better? Probably Uncle Mitch. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, did I meet – I know was Andy was in – Norman. Uncle Andy is my brother-in-law. Yeah. And and uh, Uncle Mitch is is Andy's uh, younger brother. Was, so, he, yes, was he also were, in Norman? We were, we were all in Norman together. Okay, that's why I, I yes. thought that the Norman crew was Andy, Mitch, Mark, you, me. And uh, Crane, my brother Mark, yes, not Cranach. Yes, yes. Cranach's banned from Norman. Is there a story behind that? <laughs> I'm not telling that one. That's that's for the Saturday morning edition, huh? That's off the air. That's uh, that's off uh, the air. But I, no, I, I I'm wrong. He's I think he's fine in Norman. I think we're all banned from South Bend. I've heard that story enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys uh, hopping on the short let, bus? Yeah, we, we yeah we did, and <laughs> we didn't know where we were going. We'll have to reiterate that tomorrow morning about seven fifty when we're all feeling great. See, that sounds like me uh, after hibachi down in Arizona this past weekend. Hop in the car, no idea where we're going. <laughs> problem is, is that was thirty minutes after the game ended, and it was overtime with crowds getting into the end zone. Let's tell you about your friends and uh, Supernova in Omaha. It's pro volleyball and uh, the first ever pro. Volleyball Federation match January 24th. That is just around the corner against the Atlanta Vibe at CHI. First serve at 7 o'clock. Secure not only part of history, but your season or single match tickets now with the Supernovas. Supernovas Supernovas.com and witness world-class talent as uh, the Omaha Supernovas set to take down the Atlanta Vibe. And the Supernova roster includes NCAA National Champions, All-Americans, Olympians, and join the volleyball movement sweeping across the country. And if you're a Nebraskan, you know how proud you are of uh, youth volleyball all the way up now to pro volleyball. Uh, And check out the Supernovas the Major League Volleyball Team, Omaha Supernovas, supernovas.com for single match and get your season tickets the 24th is when it gets rolling. Bill Dolman going to be with us. Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports. We'll get his take on some of the portal options. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on some Husker basketball. Really good stuff, too. Shout out to the Average Joe Sports Show podcast from Mitch Sherman and Bill Dolman. Uh, good thoughts from those guys on uh, Nebraska basketball so far. Hour two on the way with Hale Varsity. He's the pride of Fairbury, an average Joe. Bill Dolman, the professor. I had a 6 ACT in 1967. One time I got an A and my grandma beat me for cheating. Now with Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Hour two, it's Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, the pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, the professor is Bill Dolman. It's the all-Florida hour for hour two as 
Uh, Uncle Mitch is down in Miami getting set for the Bills and Dolphins and no doubt heading to Coral Gables to see if Talia uh, Tagovailoa is on his way to the U or if maybe he's entertaining uh, Nebraska. Bill Dolman, what say you with uh, little Tua in the portal? I, I thought it was Taliana Tugla by the Lovera. You sound like no, Schmitty dude. now. Well, that's no, what I, I said. I, I was I, watching the I, show I, earlier, and I was. I uh, nailed. I just nailed it. I just nailed it. <laughs> On your fifth I nailed try. The first, well, I told you I suck. It's okay. <laughs> hey, I got it. You one for five from the from the dish. It's a, it's a normal Mendoza line Schmidt batting average. You hear you know, that, Junior? Like, you know what? That's like that's kind of like uh, when. When Kase uh, Tomanaga is not hitting a three, and he goes to the floater, so when you struggle with uh, Talia Tongavailoa, you just kind of go to little Tua. I've gone that's little your, Tua since he shot. got to since he got to college. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's your it's floater shot. You know, it's Tua. pretty effective though. It went in, right? Yeah. 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 So anyway, so back to the question. I'm down here in Pensacola, which is the Fairbury of Florida. So uh, not not a lot of news about Nebraska transfer portals or Tungavailoa or anything like that down uh, down this way. Tungavailoa, that's two for two. Just keep <laughs> repeating it. Keep repeating it, Bill, and I'll, I'll Here's say the problem. it. Here's the problem with, okay, Saying one it? of the myriad of problems with the transfer portal, okay? Because there, there's a ton of them. Now you, you have this second wave of, of prominent players whose names are now in there at the very end of the transfer portal window. Well, if you are not just Nebraska, but if you're Oregon or USC or Kansas State or Ohio State or whomever was looking for, let's just say focus on a quarterback, you, you targeted who was available at the, begin, at the opening of the, the transfer portal window. And now we've gone through the, the college football playoffs and we get to the end of the transfer portal window. And now all of a sudden, here's some prominent players or players from prominent programs who have all of a sudden made themselves available. So you, you, whoever worked on their roster with the players that were available at the opening of the window, now you've got players that will lend you to talking about Nebraska and Little Tua as to, well, he'd be a good fit. Or would the, the quarterback from Liberty now be a good fit? The, the, that window, if that if that transfer portal window is going to open up, it needs to be a brief window. Because we have, what, 20 players from Alabama and Georgia go into the portal like a couple of days ago? You don't think that those players are coveted just by the fact that they're coming from winning programs? And that, that, that any program in the country would love to have them, right? So we've got this transfer portal that is so elongated and then we're going to have another one at the end of spring football where you're going to have programs retooling their rosters once again. There needs to be something set where it is you have, say, 15 days from January 1 or the end of the, the college football playoff until the start of semesters, and that's it. Hmm. And, and or you go back to honoring commitments – and if you're going to break your commitment, it costs you one season of sitting out. Not a year of eligibility, but you have to sit out. Because there's just way too much transfer of players 
from one program to another. I don't like it here. I'm going here. And it's just this continued, you know, roster adjustment. And, and something has got to change to where the portal is shorter. And there is some type of, I don't want to say punitive damage, or th there's something that tells the player, look, you have the right to go where you want to go. But these teams and these programs have a right to have their rosters set in this era of college football. You're going to lose a year, not lose a year of eligibility. You're going to have to sit out a year. I just think that that's going to, that would provide some sense of organization for teams to say, this is what we have and this is what we're going with because this is what was available at the time the portal was open. So we're not having this conversation about, Tula, uh, baby Tula, or whomever else might be out there, right? You don't think Kyle McCord would like to reevaluate where he might want to go now, right? <laughs> if Maryland all of a sudden is looking for a starting quarterback, you don't think he's probably going, I'm going to, I, I got to go back in the, the portal, right? Because I did not know that Maryland was going to be open. And maybe going into Mike Loxley's offense and playing at a, you know, a program that's in a lot better shape than Syracuse. That would be healthier for that kid. I, I, that's to me, this thing is way too far wide open, and there's and and you just don't have any sense of organization in it. Bill, you got Scott chiming. In. No, I know you don't. This uh, Scott chiming in on the stream. I I, I, hard I, to Scott, fix I agree with, with you with this semester. I, I agree. Go ahead. No, I, I'm I'm just saying it's hard to fix with the school semester starting in January. So. I agree with that. I it's, totally it's, agree it's with too that. much. It's too much with early signing. It's too much with now an expanded playoff where you're going to have 12 teams, not just four vying for, for meaningful football in December and into January. And then you factor in the portal. You got to push this portal back to after the first of the year and make it a, a seven day window, don't you? Uh, that's what I think. But the, I, the, it, the problem it, it, then becomes if you do that, you would already have a guy like. like Say Nebraska brings in Dante Dowdell during that seven-day period. What does a guy like Emmett Johnson do? Because Emmett Johnson was probably in line for playing time next season if Dowdell And he still come. is. But then if, right. Dow if Dowdell I, I, comes and one of Irvin or Ramir Johnson is ready to go by the start of the season, you get pushed down the depth chart, and now you'd probably wish, you know what, I wish I got a spring semester somewhere else to get my feet wet in a transfer so I can go play next season. The Tonga Bailoa had been available at the start of the portal opening when Kyle McCord went in. Or when uh, uh, Cam Ward went in, or Howard went in, do you think Nebraska might have been a little more aggressive in perhaps bringing him in, and then maybe you don't get Dylan Rayola? Uh, but at least you would have known in that that window, whenever that window would be, as to what you can do. Or if you are a program in search of somebody who could be perhaps a a culture changer, and I'm not saying Nebraska is that. Okay, because I think Nebraska's culture is pretty solid. But all of a sudden, you've got a chance to bring in some players from Georgia and Alabama. Don't you think that you would like to, you know, maybe make a play at them? But you've already played for some, you know, made plays for some other players. I, that, and I get that the semester is beginning, but that's where I say, look, you're breaking a commitment to a school that's invested a lot in you. And I look, I'm not going to cry for the college's programs, but I'm just saying for organization's sake. And you're right for Emmett Johnson's sake. Maybe Emmett Johnson is better than Dowdell. Let's give him that benefit of the doubt. Maybe Gabe Irvin and Ramir Johnson are better than him, right? It's not fair to the guys who are there to say, we got to get this guy coming in from Oregon who looks like he's very, very good, okay? Mm -hmm. But you got to give Emmett Johnson 
and the guys who are here the benefit of the doubt that they can still be the guy. But if you're going to break that commitment, and I think we need to reestablish that somewhere, and I agree that they have the right to play wherever they want to play, but in this new super division of whatever college football is going to look like, there has to be some sense of order that if you are going to transfer, it will cost you a season to sit out and then you can play. And you know what? You can have unlimited transfers. You can be 30 years old like you are at BYU, and you can transfer as many times as you want, but you still have to sit out because you are breaking a commitment. And, and I know scholarships are only one-year deals. I get that too. But something has to provide some organization and stability. And I think closing the window or shortening the window and, and sitting out a year might be the way to do that. Well, and we'll get to the phone lines here in a sec. If, if your coach bolts, that takes that, that year waiting period off the table. I, I respect that, too. I, I, I don't have yeah. a problem with that. If your coach leaves and they hit the transfer portal, which they're going to do again here, you know, because <laughs> now that we got the coaches convention and we've got college, uh, pro football season ending and people are probably going to be plucking off some college coaches and adding to the staffs, and maybe that will happen in Lincoln, I, I get that, too. But there's got to be some sense of order in this thing. Because don't you think if, if talking about law had been available six weeks ago that Nebraska would not have been in the hunt like they were for Kyle they McCord? Would have, they would have kicked tires on him. Absolutely. Right. And I think the only reason Little Two is in the portal now is because he's got a better shot at, at making some coin, having a really good senior season, second senior season. And the <laughs> NFL, the, 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 the quarterback... I know. The quarterback draft Not class. Not at least stayed at Faber College all seven years. Seven years down the drain, Bill. Steven's right. on the line with us. <laughs> Steven, thanks for calling. Welcome into Hale Varsity. Go ahead. Happy New Year, gentlemen. I haven't had a chance to talk to you yet. A uh, couple things. Uh, first off, I forget uh, what time will you be on the air tomorrow morning on the YouTube channel. And then <laughs> 7.50. I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was listening to uh, another uh, Sunday who's got a YouTube channel and a podcast and uh, very involved in college football, and he was saying the other night that uh, after this bowl season, the Georgia-Florida State debacle, uh, dwindling attendance, that uh, the power brokers are all lining up, agreeing that change has to happen, you know, from uh, what are they going to do as far as NIL uh, portal, um, players opting out, you know, all these issues that are start are negatively impacting the game. And, and then the coaches are aligned on this as well, that something has to happen. So uh, curious on your thoughts on that. And the other side is, you know, it sounds like there's not really – uh, television lined up for the new playoff format, and in a couple of years, there's absolutely nothing. So I guess that's the other big picture issue. Hey, Stephen, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate you tuning in and, and chiming in. It'll get hammered out. Uh, there'll be a blank check for that playoff, Bill, uh, and I'm not really worried about that. I mean, how long does ESPN have the college football playoff? Are they – are they at least going to get first right of refusal, in your opinion, for the 12 team? Is he on mute? Yeah, Bill, you've muted yourself for some reason. 
I, I, if I remember correctly, and I'll do some research here. If I remember correctly, ESPN has it through next season. But that yeah. may change with the 12 team. We still have Bill muted. Can't hear you, big cat. Let's see if we do this. Well, this is awkward. Yeah. So we are getting signs from oh, third base. Oh. from. Now we got you. Okay. All right. I, I try not to touch any buttons. You know, <laughs> not the red one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. You know, but look, ESPN is definitely going to try to be a big player. But what you're going to have down the road, though, in all likelihood, is ESPN is talking about going to subscriber only purpose. Uh, 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 so uh, it, uh, it might be a deal where you're paying for it, like twenty five, thirty bucks a month, if you want to watch ESPN program because it will no longer be in the cable sphere. So that's going to be kind of up to you as to how much money is going to be available uh, for the college football playoff. But, it, you know, I'm looking at these bowl games and the interest, and you look at some of the marquee matchups of the attendance, okay? And these are some marquee games. Uh, Tennessee, okay, Iowa, I get it. But nevertheless, Tennessee, SEC, Iowa, Big Ten, 43,000 people attendance. Oregon, Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl, 47,000 attendance. LSU, Wisconsin. Tell me that's not a marquee game in September or October. 31,000 was the listed attendance. Clemson, Kentucky, 40. Notre Dame, Oregon State, 48. Georgia, Florida State, 63,000 was the announced attendance for that. So you're going to have bowl games that are going to probably go away, especially if they ask the bowl games to pay for the players who play in those games. That's been floated out there that if you want the players to play, you got to pay the players. Well, you go back when UConn played in the Fiesta Bowl about 20 years ago when they were good for one season, and as I recall, they lost like $2 million because it was required for UConn to pay its own way, uh, you know, mm. for and buy tickets and buy hotel rooms and buy, buy, buy in order to go play. And UConn lost a lot of money playing in a game like that. Very few schools can, can afford to participate in the bowl games as they've been set up. So that's something else that's got to be addressed as to whether or not we're even going to have bowl games beyond, uh, you know, the 12-team playoff, which was is going to solve everything. Bill, let's get you out on this. Bill Dolman, NBC Sports, Nebraska-Wisconsin basketball, and shift there. I think the line's right around 9.5. Nebraska's underdogged uh, magnitude of tomorrow afternoon for Nebraska. That's a huge game. Um, I was so impressed, though, with Nebraska's uh, win over Indiana the other day. I think that's uh, that's one of the most impressive basketball uh, performances in PBA I've seen. If Nebraska can keep it to within nine and if they lose, you know, if they fight hard, if they fight the way I think we expect them to play, uh, I, I look, you don't want to lose a game. But if you are competitive and respectful, much more so than Indiana was in Lincoln, if Nebraska puts on a better show against Wisconsin than Indiana did, but I had Nebraska a lot to do with that. But if they can keep it close and competitive, that's going to send a message throughout the Big Ten that this is a, an upper division Big Ten team that I will enjoy seeing in the Sweet 16. All right. He said it. The Sweet 16. <laughs> Bill Dolman. I love it. Uh, Pride of Fairberry's down in Florida. And uh, check out Bill and Mitch Sherman with the Average Joe Sports Show podcast. And you guys too. No, I know, I know, but uh, you're the headlines, so it's all good. So, Bill, we'll we'll make sure you get that suntan lotion tomorrow, all right? (laughs) It's about to rain here, so uh, (laughs) sunshine go away today, right? I'm laughing with you, not at you. Uh, Bill, we'll check in when you get back. Thanks again, bud. All right, boys, see you. Go back. 
There we go. Florida, we uh, stay in the state of Florida. Uncle Mitch on the way. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Great to have you back in on a Friday. It's Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We stay in the state of Florida. If you're watching the show on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, you can see uh, Uncle Mitch, or as he's now known, Miami Mitch, the uh, biggest Dolphin fan I know post-Marino era. And Uncle Mitch, uh, brother, we've, we've seen you in Boulder. We saw you in Norman with Uncle Andy, my, my brother-in-law. Thanks for, for squeezing in. So are you posted up in, uh, in, in, uh, in Tua's room, in little Tua's room? What recon can you give us? Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, definitely not in Tyreek's Hill, Tyreek Hill's house. That's yeah. Did you bring the uh, the child safe lighter with you? <laughs> I didn't even know that's actually how that happened until just this, this morning. My girlfriend updated me on that. So no, didn't bring any of that. Uh, we are in the Wynwood neighborhood. So uh, if you've ever been down to Austin, Texas, it's kind of like that sort of vibe. So we're chilling at the Airbnb. Everyone else is getting the groceries and all the goodies. While I get to chat to you guys. Well, thanks for making time. I want you to tell the story of how a man who lives in Denver, works in marketing, became a Dolphin fan, and not just a Dolphin fan, but a Dolphin season ticket holder. For sure, for sure. So, uh, you know, obviously, as majority of everybody listening to this grows up in Nebraska, there's no pro sports team, right? So growing up in Kearney, uh, you know, Denver is six hours away, Kansas City six hours away, you know, Chicago's eight. So uh, at the time, I mean, it was before I even knew what football really was. Uh, my favorite uncle at the time was a Miami Dolphins fan. Um, and Ace Ventura was kind of hot at the time. I'm like, this damn Marino guy's pretty cool. So, you know, I like the color orange. Yeah, let, let's go Dolphins. Um, and for whatever reason, it just stuck, you know. And so growing up, again, growing up in Nebraska, there's no pro sports team. So, uh, just kind of stuck with me ever since. Um, now to the season ticket holder thing. So as most good stories do, uh, started off, I was at a bar with a buddy. Um, we were doing a little day drinking. Um, this was, it, I was living in Austin, Texas at the time. This would have been uh, preseason, first week of preseason last year. Uh, we've been day drinking probably 10 beers deep or so and he's explaining to me how he is uh, now a Broncos season ticket holder and it took him five years on the waiting list to get into the to get those tickets and I'm like you know what I've always wanted to be a season ticket holder to something um you know I do love my Huskers with a passion but you know I can get those tickets any sort of way um but, you know I'm like what do a Dolphins season tickets cost looked it up unfortunately since the preseason had already started um I had to put down a deposit uh, put down a $200 deposit with one for each ticket. Um, totally forgot I even did it. Uh, the week after the Super Bowl this last year, I get an email. Uh, hey, your ticket's up for, for purchase if you would like them. Totally forgot I even did it. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> let's, roll, let's roll the dice. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. So couldn't have been more happy with it. Um, this, is my, this will be my third game. Would have liked to make it to a little bit more. But um, the bright side of it is the Dolphins are doing really good this year. Um, I, I have got double uh, what I pay for every ticket that I've sold so far. So I've made my money back and then some on it. So it's been a good good investment as well. This has turned into a business segment here. How to make money with I love the day drinking part. Let's yeah. let's, let's be ten deep <laughs> with our friends at Kincader and yep. and boom, all of a sudden you're 
You're a season season ticket holder, holder. Elijah. Should we day drink uh, tomorrow and see what what NFL franchise we're season ticket holders, members of here by Monday? I personally have... I've work to do tomorrow. We have high school basketball on the air, but if you want to, <laughs> if you want to double double duty, we can do some drinking and some high school basketball. I'm sure everyone would love that. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story. Well, it started out with a day drinking episode. How are you feeling about the uh, the AFC East championship game tomorrow? And yeah. let us let us also tell the listeners and, and viewers that Papa Todd, your dad is a big-time Bills fan because of our friend Searles. So how is that going to work this weekend with Dad being a Bills guy because of Searles and you being a Dolphin fan? Yeah, yeah. So they are, again, they're out getting groceries at them right now. I bet they're going to walk through the door any moment. Um, you know, we'll have to throw some stuff at them. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little worried. Uh, the Dolphins are very banged up right now, and the Bills are hot. Uh, we do have it at home. It is a night game. We have that in our favor. Uh, Bradley Chubb just went out with an ACL injury for the year. Tyreek Hill, it was outside his house burning on fire with a boot on. So things aren't looking great in that regard. My bet is it will come down to the final drive. Um, I think it's either going to be Josh Allen will throw an interception in clutch time, or unfortunately they might pull it out. But uh, they have have it to play for. Uh, Dolphins are already in the playoffs. Bills Bills can still sneak in without a win, uh, but just not as likely. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Another fun fact. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but the Bills are actually named after Buffalo Bill Cody. And so my parents live in North Platte now, and Buffalo Bill Cody has a ranch there. So that's another reason why my dad finds a tie into the Bills. But it's pretty interesting. That's that's pretty big. So brass tacks right now, are you going to find a way to the Super Bowl if, God forbid, the fish make their way in? True or false also, God do you forbid, have a, right. a, a stuffed snowflake dolphin animal you sleep with do you, do you have I snowflake wish. the dolphin i wish i had that and i wish i had a, a finkel jersey i need to get on that i, I was gonna say you don't those. have finkel as einhorn <laughs> no i need i need both those uh sorry what was the first question again do you uh make it to the super bowl oh yeah and that's actually funny so my girlfriend jamie is the season ticket holder with me and we were debating like what is the number um, that we, it would cost for us to go. Um, I put the cap at 2000 a ticket. Um, so if they make it, I'm going. It's Vegas, too. You got to go. So even if we don't go to the game, if they make the Super Bowl, we're at least going to Vegas to hang out. Well, the bright side about Vegas is you can day drink it 10 deep in and make business decisions. Go hit the <laughs> casino floor. Make your money back. Elijah, I like the way you think. Yeah, it's, it's a, a terrible strategy. It's how I tried to fund my last trip to Vegas. It did not work yeah. for me. But it could work maybe after 10 beers. Clearly, you make better yeah. decisions than I do after 10 beers. So, Elijah, I got another fun story for you. So, actually, I live four blocks away from the Denver Stadium, and I know you're a big Broncos guy. Um, and our very first game I went to, my very first home game this year, was against your Broncos. Uh, so, sorry for that beatdown. It was a historic game for me to be at, uh, especially for my first game. 70? Yeah. Yeah, I, I want watched- to I watched every snap. I'm, I have Sunday ticket, and I'm like, I'm going to make sure the Sunday ticket is well spent this year. Yeah, they might be yeah. up by 60 points, but I'm gonna watch every. It was an adventure in masochism. It just it hurt it every was. single time, but it was. It was, <laughs> it was a fun one.
while since the uh, agenda. Um, have your research spots to hit this weekend? I know you're probably going to cook at home, but you guys are going to go clubbing. And uh, Papa Todd and your mom are, are just – they're fun, fun people. I love seeing them. They come to Nebraska games. They hit some of the road games we're at. Norman and, and Boulder, and they're, they're just awesome. Uh, Wendy and, and Papa Todd. So are you going to go clubbing with your folks tonight? Or Absolutely. Yep, yep. So I uh, got my girlfriend Jamie here in town, as well as my best friend growing up, Caleb, and his, his wife. Uh, so we have, we're going to go to the bars pretty much right after this, go uh, hit, hit up the bars a little bit. Uh, going to go spend Saturday on South Beach. Uh, and then Saturday night, we'll see the world takes us. Sunday is what we're looking forward to, though. Well, we're definitely going to – I know a lot of people probably came down for that Miami versus Nebraska tailgate scene, whatever was that, 2018, 2016, whenever we played them down here. Miami tailgates are a little 15. different down here. They, uh, they, get it, they get it turned up a little bit down here. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. Hopefully we can catch some tables on fire. We can convince Papa Todd to jump on one, Bill's Mafia and all, but we'll see. You said South Beach tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And I need you to take on South Beach. Known for people showing a lot of skin. Did you pack the Speedo? I did not. I did not. No, but there is definitely a lot of skin there. That is for sure. Measured and accurate. Uncle Mitch, <laughs> Miami Mitch. is He is off to the Bills-Dolphins game, the AFC Championship uh, We're going to start a GoFundMe for Uncle Mitch. Two grand. He ain't going to cut it for the Super no. Bowl. <laughs> no. That ain't going to get you in for parking. Nope. So uh, we'll we'll have to put our heads together for that. But, but Mitch, we appreciate you, brother. I love the story on how you became a NFL season ticket holder. Uh, Colin J says go Bills. We halfway thought about uh, kind of surprising you with Searles on, on today's interview. But but we didn't uh, do that to you. Uh, give uh, Papa Todd and, and Wendy a hug, and we'll see you probably next week for Nebraska-Iowa wrestling, won't we? Yes, you bet. You bet. Go Big Red. Wear your sunscreen. All right, yeah. there he is. <laughs> Uncle Mitch, appreciate you. There he is, Mitch Lundstrom, checking in from, uh, from his Airbnb in Miami. That's the coolest story. And it's and it's true. And he told me this as we're I got caught a ride with him from Denver to Boulder when we were out there uh, getting ready for Nebraska Colorado this year. And it's like, yeah, guess what? I'm a, I'm a Dolphin season ticket holder. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> well, 84 pitchers later. Uh, and the Ace Ventura in influence. And that brings up a great. Maybe we'll have to to save this for next segment. I think it brings up a great topic of discussion. What's the best decision you've made after 10 beers? Well, shy away from the worst decision you made after 10 beers. We're not going there. <laughs> best decision after 10 beers. I have a, a couple in mind, and I'm, I, I'll, I'll be curious to see what you would say, Schmidt. You, I mean, maybe you have to go to South Bend for yours. Yeah, uh, the, the best decision uh, I made after several beers was to get on that, that short bus and – Go uh, go party the night away in South Bend after a Nebraska overtime win. That's good. We'll, we'll get to my next segment, if that's all right with you. Because I know my worst decisions yeah, that's usually, fine. usually revolve around drinking some beers and then hopping on Amazon. And now I have something shipped to my door and I go, oh, yeah, I forgot I bought this. Which, like, maybe that's kind of like season tickets. But I'm trying to think. Well, I think my rice cooker at home was purchased after some beers. 
Um, so that's I, kind of, I mean, it, it, it's it's well done, but it's kind of boring. Um, I have some art at my house that was <laughs> purchased after beers. <laughs> you did what? Art. I have some art at my house that was purchased after oh, beers. Oh, art. Okay. What do you think I said? <laughs> you bought art. <laughs> I don't know. I can't hear. Uh, we'll uh, get to uh, some Friday forecast picks. That's on the way. We'll hear from the mayor, Fred Hoiberg. Uh, met with the media a little bit earlier as Nebraska gears up for Wisconsin. And and that's that's a wonderful decision uh, from Colin here. Easy to make bad decisions here in South Bend because it's so depressing. <laughs> the gallon bucket of potato ole, says Brennan from the Black Hills. Uh, ten beers later is what we'll call it. Hail Varsity continues, uh, powered by Cornhead Lager. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Well, we invite you to check out the segment from Miami with Uncle Mitch, Miami Mitch, a Dolphin season ticket holder after 10 beers. And uh, some of you may say 10's not enough, 10's too many, or that could be your sweet spot. And uh, 489-1240, the number to get in. We were asking, you know, what's the uh, the best decision you made after 10 beers? And uh, Brandon says, I have four kids with my wife. Pretty sure that the last two happened after 10 beers. <laughs> we do have some questions here. <laughs> Brandon, thank you for the honesty. <laughs> uh, Mitch Sherman tweeted out a little earlier uh, on, on Nash Huttmacher. And, uh, well, Schmitty has dropped out here and he is looking down. So I don't like all he's back. You dropped out briefly. Did I drop? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, you have Nash that's dropped about 40 pounds the past few weeks to make weight. So is Nash, the polar bear, a, uh, an option for Nebraska wrestling possibly, but he's not going to do anything to, to jeopardize, his football future as a, as an NFL prospect. So uh, when it comes to spring football, we'll see. But he'll be ready to go for Nebraska this fall. That's uh, the word from Mitch Sherman. So that trying to answer and clean up uh, some questions here. The uh, fifth quarter tailgate chimes in, and we've gone from uh, day drinking and season ticket purchases to more of a confession, which is fine. Uh, I thought my dumb T-shirt purchases while drunk were bad. Everyone loves my Bull Hurley from the 80s classic movie Over the Top. Fifth quarter tailgate. He was a bad-looking dude, wasn't he? When he was bald and he had the food man chew. He did lose to Link Hawk at the end, quite frankly, in controversial fashion. They had to, to bring out the strap, so to speak, so Sly Stallone's character didn't lose his grip. Did you ever see Over the Top? Uh, I have heard of it. I have seen the trailer. I have not watched right. the movie. Okay. <laughs> You're all right. Classic 80s flick. Uh, there you go. So you've bought a rice maker is what I'll call I, it. I believe that was a purchase made after a couple of beers. I, I have a just the, the bad purchases after beers. I mean, at least I get function. The best purchase, though, I ever made was an Airbnb in Colorado. So this is Memorial Day weekend 2020. We had Monday off of the show, and this is back when we had our good friend Damon Barr 
uh, in the studio. He was sitting in on Tuesday. So I was on a Friday night off work until Tuesday or until Wednesday. And after a couple beers sitting around my, my buddy Grant's pool, we had the bright idea of me and eight buddies. Hey, let's book an Airbnb in the mountains in Colorado, sight unseen right now. We book an Airbnb and we wake up the next morning at 6 a.m. And we learned later, collectively, everyone went, oh, my God, why do we do that? Nobody wants to go to Colorado. Non-refundable? Non-refundable. We had already paid for it. And the whole vision was we were going to go stay in the Airbnb for one night, Saturday night, and then go camp on Sunday night into Monday, Monday night into Tuesday, wake up really early on Tuesday and uh, be back in time uh, for, for Tuesday evening. Because we're, I mean, we're, we're a couple hours up into the mountains. Ended up being the best trip of my life. We had no plans whatsoever. We show up at this Airbnb. It's awesome. It's like on this like ranch land in Colorado. So we're like hanging out with cows on this Airbnb. And then we get to go up in the mountains and go camp. Awesome hikes. Uh, it was just the best freaking trip of my life. And it wouldn't have been possible without <laughs> 10 beers before this purchase. It, it might not be season tickets for the Dolphins, but a trip that will always stand out in my memory of being one of the best ones. My, my friends and I talk about it all the time. Just, a, man, what an awesome weekend. That, that COVID and Memorial Day kind of opened up for us that all nine of us were able to get together and say, you know what, I'm not doing anything for the next four days. Let's go, let's go to Colorado. Let's go do some camping and hiking. It was the best. The Notre Dame trip, I've referenced most of my radio career with Cranac. We were seniors uh, and yes, there was the portal era back then because we had multiple senior years, him and I. <laughs> we uh, went to South Bend for the Nebraska-Notre Dame game when Nebraska turned touchdown Jesus in South Bend Stadium, Notre Dame Stadium all red. I think that was year 2000. And yeah, I'm old. That shocks me to say it's 24 years ago or 23 and some change. But yeah, 10 beers from morning wake up through tailgate, through post game, and then that decision led to ten more beers at linebackers bar <laughs> that we didn't pay a, a dime for. Some little guy named Monty who drove a gold and yellow short bus. I kid you not, uh, picked us up and uh, took us uh, bar hopping in South Bend after an epic overtime win with Crouch. That was that was probably the the uh, the pinnacle of senior year fandom. Pretty good. Let's hear from Fred Hoiberg. As Fred chimes in on Wisconsin, it's Friday night, so somebody in Madison's having 10 beers. Uh, let's hear on That's Nebraska. In Madison. Are you Wis- kidding? I know, right? Ends in a Y. Uh, does it end in a W for Nebraska tomorrow, Fred, and the Badgers? Uh, CJ's doing good. He didn't do anything oh, yesterday. Oh, let's get the right cut for you. There we go. Wisconsin, they're they're one of the best teams in, in the league right now. They're they're playing incredibly good basketball. The thing with Wisconsin, they don't beat themselves. They're they're so physical and disciplined, and you got to be prepared for a battle, and not just defensively. What what they do to you uh, to make you uncomfortable on the offensive end, we have to be ready for that from uh, the second the ball goes up in the air. This can't be a game where you know we take the temperatures, see what they're going to come out and do, and go from there. We've dealt ourselves um, or put ourselves in a bad position the last couple times we played now we had a great comeback a year ago after being down double digits but we can't expect that to happen especially on the road so you know it's it's a very it's a game where you have to be as mentally tough uh, of any game you play all year just because of what they do to you with their physicality Um, you know early games it's important to get off to a good start and uh, again we got to be ready from from the jump if we're not you know they have a they have a way of uh, punking you and and making you look uh, making you look bad 
So let's hear about some of the positives that carry over from Indiana to Saturday at 1 o'clock. I thought we had great movement. That, that was the thing that really stood out. We're going to have to have that uh, tomorrow against Wisconsin. You can't come out and expect to score in your first option against them. They're too good. They're too sound. Um, you know, they're too disciplined defensively. So we have to have that same type of movement that we had against Indiana defensively. Uh, just have to have the same type of effort with, with activity. Our hand pressure was as good as it's been all year. I think we had 27 deflections against Indiana. And with the Wisconsin, the way they move, and, you know, you, you can't ever lose focus. They're going to make you guard. And, you know, you get to defend 20 to 25 seconds and finish it with a rebound. If they rebound it, you're going to have to defend for another 15 seconds. But, you know, it's a team that, again, they don't beat themselves. You know what they're going to do. It's like the old Nebraska teams. We're going to run 50 times. Here's what we're doing you know try and stop us that's that's who they are and they're really good at it last thought from fred uh handling a road environment it's going to be mad in mad town communication you you have to have it you know we've talked about uh anytime you go on the road we're all we got and you know we did a good job of that against kansas state we did not do a good job at minnesota and it's something especially early they're going to be amped up and we got to go out there and handle the crowd and the atmosphere well and like i said hopefully give ourselves a chance so we'll have a nebraska prediction with wisconsin a abbreviated forecast here to end the show also, uh, I thought a stake in a beer bet. Elijah, are you down for some NFL? Oh, of course. We'll wind down a Friday at Tail Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time, a Friday edition, Hail Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Find the podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. If you want the audio, the video, real easy, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. All the shows are posted there. can also watch live and find us on the Twitter handle at HVarsity Radio for the show. Reminder to buckle up. Hands on the wheel, eyes, and focus straight ahead. The driver has one job. That's to drive. This message brought to you by the NDOT Highway Safety Office. All right. Nine and a half is the number. I think it's the first team to 60 for Nebraska-Wisconsin. I think it's a little too much badger for Nebraska. Now, Purdue does take on Illinois, a shorthanded but hot Illinois team tonight. I think Nebraska's good at keeping the main thing the main thing, so they'll be focused on Wisconsin. Uh, now, if Nebraska can, can get in rhythm and have some shots fall early, great. They've played Wisconsin well. They've won at Wisconsin recently. All that being said, I just don't like it. This is a better Badger team than Wisconsin's had in a while, especially that Marquette showing earlier. So give me Wisconsin, but Nebraska covers barely. Uh, I like uh, Wisconsin 68-60 to 60 over Nebraska. It should be noted, Schmitty, I'm seeing a late line drop here this evening from the Action Network down to 7.5. Ah, so it dropped about two points, huh? That's what I'm seeing as of Friday afternoon. So who's out for Wisconsin? I don't know, but I'm seeing seven and a half. Does that change your thoughts? uh, Give me Wisconsin to win and cover. 
touchdowns and a winning cover, that is probably the 60, way I'm leaning 60, as well. 68-60. That's the way I'm leaning as well, but that makes it no fun. So I'll take Nebraska to win and cover. Why not? Why not? You just, ne- you just want you want Tuesday to be swarming with emotion. You want Tuesday to be swarming with possibilities. And you want Tuesday to be swarming with uh, Purdue still number one in the country as they come to PBA for 8 o'clock tip. I got 65-62 Nebraska wins. Buzzer beating three-pointer from Bryce Williams. Oh, let's say from the right wing. Why not? He's so good at hitting that and making that big shot. Do you want to quickly Uh, talk FCS National Championship game too? Yes, I'm going with the fighting Chris Walkers in Montana. They're uh, they're 13-and-a-half-point dogs. Give me the points. <laughs> I'll take SDSU to cover. I think the SDSU team is damn good. I believe they're going for they're the back-to-back. Awesome. So uh, give me the Jackrabbits and give me 35-17, to 17, a winning cover for the Rabbits. Uh, I think a touchdown win for South Dakota State, 35-28. There we go. Uh, the fighting Chris Walkers. Cheers to uh, the Grizz. Miami or Buffalo, where are you going? Two and a half is the number. Uh, Uncle Mitch, he talked me into to Buffalo. They need it a little bit more. They've been playing really well. I think it's a close game down the stretch. Give me Buffalo 31, Miami 28. I like Buffalo. They're hot. They've survived gaffes and lapses. And old Joshy boy, as Searles calls him, is playing great football. They're a different team with that running game, mm. right? They're using it. They're using the check down. I think, uh, I think Buffalo outright... And uh, they get it handled 28-24 in Miami. We'll be back tomorrow. Can we set a time for 7.50 tomorrow morning? 7.45. 7.45, which means 7.50. With the weekend edition on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, big thanks to Elijah Herbal. And we'll talk to you manana with Hale Varsity, powered by Cornheadlock. A Huda Media Production.